Welcome to the one year anniversary celebration of the Love Your People Well podcast. My friend, I am so glad that you are here, whether you have been with us from episode one or whether today is your very first day tuning in. I'm excited. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited for what God is doing with this podcast and and I'm I'm excited for our celebration. We will have some really fun stuff going on this week. I will tell you more about that in a moment. But I'm also excited for this conversation that we are going to have today, my friends, because um, it's a little bit more off the cuff than probably my average podcast episode. I have thought through it a little bit, but it's really based on some things that the Lord has been um, impressing on me, convicting me of, challenging me with particularly as I've been reflecting on the one year anniversary of this podcast and what it's been like, what I've learned, what I've loved, what I want to change, the feedback I've gotten, just, you know, really trying to process through all of that, pray through all of that. I want to share a little bit about what God is um, is saying to me, what he's doing in my personal life, which of course connects to this podcast. And I know that it will be helpful for you and resonate with you. I don't mean that you necessarily have a podcast or that you have your own, you know, uh, stay at home mom, you know, business or side hustle or whatever. But I do know that you are a mom who has a lot on her plate, whether that's professional or personal or church or home or kids or husband or yourself or whatever it might be, we've all got a lot on our plate and it is really hard to balance that and to really walk through those busy seasons well. And a lot of that is what the Lord has been so gently, because he's so good, (laughs) reminding me of over the past few weeks as I've been reflecting on the one year anniversary. So There's a lot that I'm excited about for us today as a community, but most of all, my friend, before we jump in to some details about the celebration and our conversation today about what you can and cannot do as a mom, as a human in God's calling on your life, before we jump into all that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends Thank you for your reviews and your emails and your DMs and your encouragement. Thank you for being a part of the Love Your People Well community. I am so honored that you choose to spend little chunks of your week with me, diving into these topics together, pressing into family life and holiness, and wrestling with the things that that are difficult in all of that. I really respect the fact that you are trying to do it well, and I'm so thankful and humbled and honored that I get to be a part of that journey for you and your family. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I love your feedback. I want this podcast to be helpful for you. But most of all, right now, I just want you to know that I appreciate you, and I'm glad you're here. So with all of that in mind, let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships. 
relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. So friends, we are going to kick off our conversation today with some details about the one-year anniversary celebration. So if you are listening to this in real time, you're definitely going to want to stick around for the next few minutes, get some details so you can get some good stuff. But if you're listening to this in the future, feel free to hit that little, you know, fast forward button a couple of times. Um, I'm still glad that you are here, but you might be a little too late for our giveaway and discounts and some of the things that we have going on. So our anniversary celebration is going on this week. It started yesterday, May 16th, ends on Friday, May 20th. This is 2022. And we have three exciting things going on. First of all, we have a giveaway. So you can enter right now. It's really easy to enter. And we are actually going to have two winners for the giveaway. The grand prize winner will receive in the mail, that's right, the good old-fashioned snail mail, a family devotional package with some of my all-time favorite resources. Um, So this will include a She Reads Truth Bible, a one-year Praying for Your Kids devotional, the same one that I use every night. My husband and I read through this and pray through this for our kids, and I love it. You're also going to get Um, A kid's book, it's called Found, based on Psalm 23. It's beautiful. It's lovely. My kids love it. And um, outside of the snail mail world, you're going to get a free copy of any of my devotionals that you're interested in. We have quite a few. Um, You can always find them on the website at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash devotionals. But our grand prize winner will be getting one for free. And our second prize winner will also be getting one of those devotionals for free. But, you know, it's second prize. You won't be getting the full devotional package, but you will be getting something awesome that I trust the Lord will use in your life. So that is what you can win. Those are all things that I know I'm confident that you would personally find really helpful and really rewarding. Um, But they also would make great gifts if you're like, oh, I already have a Bible that I love or I don't have time for a new devotional. (laughs) You definitely have a friend, a mom, a sister, someone you care about, a small group leader who would love to be blessed with one of these gifts. So don't think just because you've got it all together in your life. Well, if you do, you're probably not listening to this anyway, but don't think that these prizes would not be for you, even if there's one of the things in there that you're thinking, eh, that's not at the top of my list. These are wonderful gifts and super rewarding, and they're things that I personally find a lot of value in for my own life and my own family um, spiritual life. So how can you win these amazing prizes, my friends? Okay, we're right in the middle of it, May 16th to the 20th. Here are the steps to enter the giveaway. First of all, whatever platform you're using, Apple Podcast is probably the easiest if you have an iPhone. Um, But if it's if you're listening to good pods, or you're listening on the website or whatever, write a written review of the podcast. I know on Apple Podcasts, you just scroll about halfway down the page, you'll see a little hyperlink, write a review. Hopefully you'll give it five stars and give a little blurb, whatever's best for you. Write a written review, take a screenshot of that review, then you hit submit, and then share that screenshot with me. You can share it in your social media stories and tag me at Love Your People Well. You can hop into the Facebook group and share your screenshot there. You can email it to me, whatever is easiest for you. 
to make sure that I can see that screenshot and that is your entry into the giveaway. We will close it down on Friday the 20th and then over the weekend, um, if you're the winner, I will reach out to you and let you know and we will get you either that grand prize or the second prize so that you can dive into those super fabulous devotional packages. But stick with me, friends, because that's not all. The giveaway is just one part of our one-year anniversary celebration. We also, um, I'm going live in our Facebook group every night this week. You can still hop in today and see the video from last night with daily encouragement, um, some really practical tips on the foundations of this podcast. So last night we talked about loving God. Tonight we're going to talk about loving yourself without neglecting everybody else, but taking care of yourself. Tomorrow we'll talk about loving your husband, Thursday, loving your kids, and then Friday we will close it out with practical ideas and biblical encouragement in loving others. So those Facebook Lives are going to be really fun, really encouraging, just a little extra nugget for you as you get through the week. And then the third component of our one-year anniversary celebration is a discount code. If you are on my email list, then you've already gotten it. If you're not on the email list, you can join now and I'll be sending it out again on uh, probably, I don't know, Thursday. Um, It's the same code (laughs) to get a discount for any products, any of my devotionals, any products in my Etsy shop, anything out there that are additional resources covering, you know, a lot of the same topics we talk about here on the podcast. Um, You can get a discount on any of those products this week for our anniversary celebration. So we've got a little bit there for everyone. We've got the podcast review and the giveaway with that. We've got the Facebook group and some daily Facebook lives, encouragement and fun. And through the email newsletter, we've got some discounts going on. So all the different ways you might get connected with this ministry, Um, you might be connected through all of them. That would be awesome. But I want to bless you. I want to have fun this week and celebrate what God is doing through the Love Your People Well podcast and the whole ministry that's associated with this. So uh, I'm going to wrap that up. (laughs) Lots going on this week. I will share about it again at the end of the week. Um, But again, just know I most of all, I'm super excited that you're here and I'm encouraged by what God is doing. So we are 10 minutes in. If you include, you know, the intro, all the things, (laughs) let me remind you of my usual disclaimer. I'm a therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, You can read a lot more about that on the website. And there's a link in the show notes to some earlier episodes about mental health and getting connected with a great counselor. So you might find that helpful. Um, But don't forget, this is not personal or professional advice. This is hopefully helpful, (laughs) but it's not... Uh, It's not the same thing as counseling, which you probably know, but it's always good to put that out there. Now let's turn the corner and let's talk about the reality of life, my friend, that you can't do it all and neither can I. And that's not always easy. That's often very frustrating, but it is a reality check that we all need because we often have way more things on our to-do list, on our schedule, in our our dreams and our goals and our visions, that is actually possible to get it all done. And sometimes that can be really encouraging for us, like that kind of almost like a, like we're let off the hook. 
like, of course, I'm not going to get everything done. That's not possible. But sometimes that can be really discouraging for us because these are things that we really value and we really prioritize. We really want to get them done. We want to get them done well. And it just doesn't always happen. And as I have been reflecting on this, um, specifically reflecting on one year of having this ministry, doing the podcast, having these extra resources, like doing all these things in addition to regular life, which is super busy and chaotic. (laughs) As I've reflected on that, I have been reminded that I can't do it all. I can't do everything that I want to do or would like to do. But, and this is a big B-U-T, my friend, but I can do and you can do what God calls us to do. And sometimes the key is getting some clarity on what that is and then being willing to sacrifice the other stuff, the other stuff that might be good, it might be enjoyable, it might even be a blessing to people. But if it is not the priority that God has for this season of our life, then we may need to lay it aside for a period of time until we're in a season where it makes more sense and where the Lord might uh, bless it, might lead us in that direction. We have to trust his calling, his timing, and his plans. And we are going to close out today with um, kind of a four-step process that I want to highlight for how do we come to terms with this? How do we even know if we are struggling with a desire to do things and maybe pressing in and spending time and energy on things that actually are not God's priority for us, God's calling in this season of our life? We will walk through a four-step process of that. Um, We will dive into a few scriptures that have really been encouraging and challenging me right now as I've been reflecting on this in the world of the podcast and thinking about all of this. But I want to start by just sharing a little bit more, being a little vulnerable, a little real with you about what has been going on over the last few weeks as I've been processing this, thinking through this in the context of really wanting to um, to pause, I guess, to not just let one year of this big thing in my life pass on by, but to actually pause and lay that before the Lord and seek his wisdom, his guidance, to just kind of have that really intentional check-in about what's going on. Is this really what he called me to? Is it changing maybe in ways that I'm missing? As I've been reflecting on that, I want to share a little bit of that story with you before we jump into maybe those more um, more general or broader four steps that I would kind of boil it down to that we all might walk away with for our own life. So um, specifically, the way that this has come up for me recently is, um, yes, I've been thinking and reflecting about, you know, wow, it's been a year and we have blah, 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 number of downloads and I get this feedback from people and, you know, we've made this many sales of the devotion, like all the like logistics of what's going on. That's been kind of rolling around in the back of my head. I've been praying about that. But really what it came down to for me was I noticed a repeated problem in my interactions with my kids. I noticed that over the last month, I've really lost my temper more frequently than I was previously. And and I know um, as I've 
I mean, I'm a therapist. I like to assess things. I like to figure out not just what happened, but why do I think it happened? <laughs> what could I do about those things that have have driven this behavior or are influencing this situation? And as I sat down to really reflect on that and assess that and pray through that, I mean, there's a lot of things that show up in that sort of assessment that I can't really do much about. Um, for example, <laughs> maybe one of the big logistical things is that uh, we have shifted the kids. I have triplets. They're toddlers. We've moved away from the cribs and they're now in toddler beds. And I'm sure you can imagine the uh, lovely nightmare that is three tiny people (laughs) in a room with no boundaries. (laughs) I mean, we've basically emptied the room of all the stuff, all the toys, whatever. They just have books and stuffed animals. And some days actually have gone really, really well. But a lot of days haven't. A lot of nap time now is mommy looking at the monitor, waiting for them to break a rule, which we only have two rules, be quiet and don't bother your siblings if they're in bed and trying to sleep. I don't think that's too much to ask, but I, you know, a lot of time now is instead of getting that break in the middle of the day, it's watching the monitor. Oh, so-and-so has climbed into so-and-so's bed. Let me go in and follow the plan, which we've already talked about for, you know, you get a warning and then you might lose a stuffed animal, you know, walking through the process but that's frustrating and it's draining and I don't exactly get a break. And so there are some pieces like that. That's logistical. Could I change how I approach that? Of course I could. And I have changed it a little bit, but ultimately that's not something I can change. We don't have the space for them to each have their own bedroom and we're not going back to cribs because they were crawling out of them. They're just going to get hurt, (laughs) you know? So there are pieces in that sort of assessment that I can't change, but as I was specifically praying through, you know, why have I found myself losing my temper more frequently, um, raising my voice, giving more timeouts, like what's going on here? There were pieces of that assessment I can't do anything about, or I, you know, have very little influence over what's going on. But there were pieces that I absolutely have, have a priority role in, have an influence on. And the big one that jumped out to me is that I've been feeling really stressed. And we've talked a lot on the podcast about stress. I think we all know when we're stressed out, emotions get high. We are much more quick to overreact to things, um, not necessarily thinking things through, not necessarily staying calm when our little ones or big ones are driving us crazy. And when I think through then, okay, well, so why am I feeling stressed? Maybe this is a little, you know, if you're struggling, you can follow the same process. Sit down, think it through, pray it through. You figure out, ooh, this is a big problem. Well, why is that problem happening? That's really the question it came down to. Why am I feeling so stressed? Again, there's elements of that that I can't do anything about. I can't change the fact that I have a family member with cancer and we're worried about that. You know, I can't change that. Can I change how often I call him or visit him or whatever? Yes, but I can't really change that part of it what I can change and is a big influence on that stress is the fact that I'm doing too much. I really had to come to terms with God's oh so gentle reminder to me that there's only 24 hours in a day. I only have but so much energy. I'm pregnant. I've got four little ones I'm caring for during the day because I'm babysitting for a friend six month old. 
and we're about to have our own baby. Like there's a lot going on. And there was simply more on my to-do list than I realistically had time for. And I'm not going to tell you that that was an easy realization. Um, There were tears involved in this assessment process. There was a lot of prayer and wrestling involved, but it, but the Lord was very clear that Jessica, you're going to stay stressed until or unless something changes in how you are using your time, prioritizing your time and investing your energy. And, um, and there obviously was more to that assessment piece. I just want to share these big highlights. So as I realized I'm feeling stressed, one of the pieces of that is I'm doing too much. Now, I would like to say I left that conversation with the Lord and I felt better and I made changes to my to-do list and my schedule. Uh, But what realistically happened is I walked away from that conversation with the Lord and I was grumpy for probably like three days, (laughs) maybe longer. Maybe I'm still grumpy. I don't know. But I really noticed it for several days. I was grumpy with my husband. I was uh, still grumpy with my kids. I was just kind of sad and like not... I was not feeling like myself. And a few days later, in my quiet time, I was reading, I'm reading through the Psalms this summer. And I was reading Psalm 55 and verse two really hit me hard. It says, this is the second half of verse two, my thoughts trouble me and I am distraught. And and really the whole Psalm is going through basically like my enemies are insulting me. They're lying about me. They're hurting me. And so I'm crying out to God. And I'm like, yes, uh, that's what I'm doing, crying out to God. But I really was, it was almost that like aha moment that what is discouraging me is my thoughts about the fact that God is telling me, Jessica, you can't do it all. These things on your to-do list, when you actually acknowledge what are the priorities on the list versus the, I really want to do this, but it's not an actual priority, I'm not happy with what falls into each camp, (laughs) the things that I really want to prioritize and have been spending a lot of time and energy on, many of which are related to love your people well. This ministry, developing resources, um, connecting with people, like things that I enjoy, things that are good, those are not as high a priority in this season of my life as taking care of my kids and my home and my family. And my thoughts were troubling me about that. I was not happy about it. I was not uh, joyfully and willingly walking into that with the Lord. And so reading that psalm helped in this process, kind of realizing, oh, that's what's going on, that I'm feeling discouraged even after this um, very helpful and very intimate conversation with the Lord. You know, I felt like there was some clarity there. Usually that makes me feel better, but I wasn't feeling better. (laughs) And so all of that then, kind of the third step of this process was um, a sermon at my church that following weekend. And the Lord is so gracious that all of this was pretty close together. (laughs) So that weekend at church, the sermon um, included a lot of questions, a lot of conversation about what is our calling from the Lord? We all get that, that main calling to follow Jesus And we either say yes or we say no. But once we say yes, once we are following the Lord, he calls us to specific plans, specific purposes, 
specific seasons of life and he has priorities for us because we are following him. And thinking through the questions that my pastor highlighted there is really what kind of brought all of this together for me, that realization that the Lord is asking me, and he was saying it so kindly that I didn't really hear it at first. He's asking me to sacrifice these things, not to sacrifice the podcast. This is not my way of saying we're done. (laughs) This is the end. But some of the things that I've kind of added on over the course of the year, because, you know, because they're helpful to people, because I enjoy them, because um, they might bring in, you know, some revenue. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why I've added these things onto my plate. But when I actually sit down and look at my plate, it's too full. It's not, I'm not going to say it's beyond what God has called me to do in this ministry. I do think that all of this will happen over time, but I've been trying to rush some of that process because I'm excited about it and I want to do it. (laughs) And so I was doing it and then the kitchen wasn't getting clean and then the kids being cranky through nap time was upsetting me a lot more than it should have. And so, you know, things were not going well in my actual calling in this season of life. And thinking of that as a sacrifice totally changed it. That was kind of the turning point for me over the past month as I, you know, noticed this pattern of a higher temper with my kids or a shorter temper with my kids. As I prayed and tried to figure out why is that happening and realized I'm stressed. Okay, why am I stressed? I'm doing too much. And then I kind of struggled with accepting that. The Lord really brought all of that together to remind me that part of following him is sacrificing the things that are not actually a priority, that are not the current biggest calling in my life, so that I can give the energy, the time, the attention, the focus to the things and the people and the relationships that actually are my current biggest priority calling. I do believe that the Love Your People Well ministry is a calling from the Lord. I see him using it. But like I just said, I've added on some of the things that I do think he wants me to do, but more like, hey, this might be a five-year plan. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to do it now. So it's more of a five-month plan. And he has let me do that. And I'm not going to say that hasn't been good in some ways. I mean, he uses everything for his good and for his purposes, but it was getting too much and I was getting stretched too thin. I was stretching myself too thin. So let me back out of that story a little bit and let's just ask the question, okay, Jessica, why are you telling us this story? (laughs) Why are we talking about this? Well, part of that friend is that I think it's really important that we share our stories with one another. I think it's important that we are vulnerable with each other, that we are real with each other. And you are a part of this community. And as we're celebrating one year of this podcast, I don't want to just pretend that it's all been smooth sailing and every single moment of it, I've been feeling this like deep connection with the Lord. (laughs) I mean, I'm wrestling through the same things that you are wrestling through in how to, how to enjoy family life, how to love my people when things are hectic and busy and crazy. 
And how do I keep Jesus at the center of all of that when it's so tempting to put other things at the center of all of that? We are all walking through not the same journey. Of course, your struggles are different than my struggles. But the fact that there are struggles and that there are some shared themes across Christian family life, we all are walking through something. And I do want us to walk through it together. And so that's why I want to share some of that kind of behind the scenes, what's been going on. Again, not because I'm making drastic changes, like the podcast is going to continue. Um, I do continue. I'm planning to continue to develop some of the resources and things that I've already planned. Like I've got way more ideas and plans than I have time to put together. (laughs) But my approach toward all of these things, my time commitment to these things, and my attitude toward my mindset toward these things needs to shift and is shifting, thanks be to God, because looking at those things as a secondary priority in my life and being willing to joyfully sacrifice that for the glory of God and the good of my family, the same things might get done, but they're going to get done in a very different way, in a way that is actually more loving to my people and you, my friend, my community, this community, you are a part of my people, but you're not a part of my people in the same way that my husband is a part of my people. You know what I mean? And my kids, I think we all get that. And so, um, so I'm not saying I'm changing things. I'm not saying you're going to notice a difference in what's going on in the podcast, but I did want to share some of that, um, that heart work that the Lord is doing in me, in my life today, as we consider this reality check that we can't do it all, but we can do what God has called us to do. The problem is we often start adding to that list and then we get frustrated that it's not going well. Then we get overwhelmed. Then we get stressed. Your stress is going to look different than mine, but I'm confident that sometimes you have it. So I want to share a few scriptures that um, through the course of this past month, the Lord has really reminded me of. I already mentioned Psalm 55 and that kind of uh, reminder to me of how powerful my thoughts are. (laughs) It was my thoughts that were troubling me, discouraging me after realizing some of what the Lord was trying to say. It was my thoughts that were moving me away from his calling rather than toward his calling. But there were other scriptures that I want to highlight because whatever season you're in, they will be helpful for you also. And then I want to boil all of this down to four takeaways that we can all walk away with. So there were two verses from 1 Corinthians that really, again, kind of centered me in that willing and joyful sacrifice to the Lord. The first being 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, where Paul is telling us, run in such a way as to win the prize. <laughs> run in such a way, act in such a way, orient your life, manage your time, do the things in such a way that you are trying to win the prize. The prize being Jesus and eternity with him and his glory and leaning into and resting on his calling and his promises, that is how I want to run. That is where I want to spend my energy and my time is not the prizes that I might think of 
in this world, but the prizes that are promised by Jesus. And then later on in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, we are reminded here in verse um, 58, it says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And I found that so encouraging and helpful because I think it's hard when the things we want to do are work for the Lord. This ministry is for the Lord. It is a podcast for Christian moms. It is very heavily grounded in the Bible and spiritual growth and connecting with Jesus. But that doesn't mean it is the biggest calling on my life in this season while I'm married and at home with my little kids and investing in them. So both of these things are labors for the Lord. But if I'm actually letting him lead me and standing firm on his calling and his word, then I can much more fully do the work of the Lord. And I can trust, even when I mess it up, I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it because of him and I'm doing it for him. And therefore it is not in vain and he will use it. And then um, the final verse that I want to highlight for us is actually from Philippians in um, a section that I read quite often in chapter four, where, where the apostle Paul is talking about contentment. And he says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. And I usually read that passage, um, you know, very literally, (laughs) Paul is writing from prison and he's talking about, you know, if I'm having a feast or I'm fasting or I can't get enough to eat, either way, I'm content. And I tend to think about this passage very practically about my material things or my physical needs that are or are not being met. But I was really reminded that it's not limited to that, that I know what it is to be in need of the peace of the Lord. And I know what it is to feel stressed and to put way too much on my own plate. But I also know what it's like to only allow God to put things on my plate and to make that my to-do list. And either way, I can find contentment in the same source. And I am trusting in his strength. And I was really just encouraged by that reminder from the Lord that I can be content in every situation. I can be content as I sacrifice some of these um, tasks that I really enjoy. And let me just maybe pause and acknowledge it was not just love your people well stuff that is like the too much on my plate. Some of my expectations of my kids and myself and date nights and how clean is the living room. And there were a number of things on the list that the Lord was saying, Jessica, that's good, but that's not necessarily the priority calling on your life right now. So just to just to acknowledge that for all of us together. Um, But with all of that in mind, I can have contentment, whether the living room is totally messy, or spotless and clean, which tells you that 
one of the grandparents has been here and they steam mopped my floors. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whether it is you know, my husband's working way too many hours or he's home all day long, whether it's my kids took a nap or didn't take a nap, I can have contentment in all of that. And I can do the things God calls me to do through him who gives me strength. So I will, of course, highlight these scriptures in the show notes for today, which will be at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 079. Um, that kind of blog post style of our conversation today, if you want to go reread those or dive into those for yourself. But let me wrap us up today with pulling all this together in a four-step process. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know I like the clear action steps. (laughs) I like to boil it down. Uh, I like to have that to-do list. I like to, to make it clear for all of us, what are some action steps that we can take? Even from my story, you can walk away with action steps that help you and your family. So the first step here, I would really encourage you to be aware of what's going on day to day in your own heart and in your relationships. If you are aware of what's going on, just like I was you know, you might notice, wow, my temper has been really short lately. Or wow, I've been really grumpy the last few days. (laughs) Can you notice these things? If you're not aware of it, you're not going to notice it and you're not going to do anything about it. So that first step is self-awareness. And then from there, we need to pause. We need to assess. We need to try to figure out why is that happening? And we can do this for good things too wow, I've had really great quality time with my kids this week. What am I doing differently? What's going on? Is there something that I should take away from this that I want to do all the time? I want to make it a new routine, a new habit. This is not just for things that are a problem. But that first step is self-awareness. Second step is assessment and prayer. I mean, for me, those go very closely together. Trying to figure out, give get some wisdom from the Lord, why is this happening? What can I do about it? And then from there, we have our third step, which is to trust God. As you figure out some of the pieces of why this problem is happening or why this blessing is happening, trust God to label for you what are the priorities, what are the actual commands from scripture? What are the principles from the Bible that you need to rest on as you figure out what's going on? So this would include things like joyful sacrifice. (laughs) That is biblical. That is living like Jesus. And that would include things like contentment, like I talked about from Philippians 4. That would include things like watching our thoughts. There's any number of things, but we need to trust that God has the best plan and that the things God calls us to do are possible to do because he will give us that strength. And then our fourth step, my friend, is to act and to act specifically out of his calling. To act not so much out of, oh, I'm stressed because I have family members with cancer and I'm worried about that. Okay, Yes, take that to the Lord, pray for that, you know, comfort that person, whatever it is. But recognize there are pieces of what's going on in your life that you have very little 
if any, control over. And there are other pieces that the Lord gives you a lot of control over, a lot of influence in. And those are the places where, as you trust him, step number three, you want to act in a way and possibly a new way, because probably right now you're trying to either continue something amazing or change something that's a problem. Act out of that trust. Act out of his calling. Do that labor in the Lord, not in yourself. So it's that self-awareness, our assessment and prayer, trusting God, his word, his commands, his principles, his promises, and then acting out of his strength and his faithfulness rather than trying to do it all yourself. So I hope, my friends, that some of these thoughts have been helpful for you. Um, I would love to hear from you about what you're struggling with, what I can be praying for, for you, um, scriptures that you find helpful when you find yourself feeling stressed out, feeling like you're trying to do more than God actually wants you to be doing right now. Um, even your, you know, time management tips. <laughs> I'm always here for that. Um, but let me circle back and remind you of the fun stuff going on this week for our anniversary celebration. We have the giveaway, leave that written review of the podcast, take a screenshot and share that screenshot with me. Um, daily encouragements going live in the Facebook group every night, a discount code for any of the products or resources that comes through the email newsletter. Lots of good stuff, my friends. <laughs> and, um, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm so glad that the Lord is faithful to not only lead this ministry, but to lead me personally and to lead you personally, your family, your marriage, your kids. He knows what's going on and he's got it, my friend. So with all of that in mind, let's be encouraged rather than discouraged by the reality that we can't do it all but we can do what God has called us to do. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.